right after that is like probably if like one move of 511 and then you're into this like glorious hand jam <laughs> and i go for that move and i just i just slipped my foot just oh. slipped and it's the last move and normally like i'm not the one to to cry when i fall or to be like pissed off i think that's such an entitled attitude and yet here uh, i found myself up there yeah i just like came down and i just cried <laughs> and i was kind of surprised by it but i think it was a combination of one wanting it so bad and like two i had let myself get into the mindset where like the only acceptable outcome was sending hmm. and yeah i was i was pretty down on myself for a little bit i was proud of myself but i was also just like quite bummed because i was so close and it took <laughs> it took so much out of me um by that time i found that if i wanted to perform my best i had to not do anything physical for two days before i went and tried the climb so i couldn't run i couldn't like climb for fun i couldn't like go hiking with friends i needed my whole body to be rested so i would wait two days and just like try not to do anything and then i would go to climb this thing and i could only really give it one real effort i like i let it twice a few times and then i would top rope it but then i was so destroyed after that i would need two full days of rest and so so that slip for me was like, cool, now I have to like recover for two full days at least mm. until I get to try this thing again. Like how much work do I have? And just, and then the, the mind, like the, it, at that point in time, it definitely started like consuming my thoughts where I would think about it all the time. I would close my eyes and think about the movements. And honestly, it wasn't like an exciting thing anymore. It just felt stressful. Hmm. And I wanted to just send it because I had been climbing one route all summer i like it started kind of taking joy out of other areas of my life because i couldn't live normally um because to do this thing i had (laughs) to to give up so many other things to make it happen yeah and i was like yeah i mean I, i was eating really healthy i was i was like not allowing myself to drink very much and i wasn't I wasn't playing um, nearly as much. I felt like very serious (laughs) and that's not, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's not really me. Um, (laughs) But I, I also, I also really wanted to do this. I really wanted to send the route and I think, yeah. And so I remember the very next time you went out, I had, I once again, like got into that mindset of like, I'm going to do this. I can do this. And it was pretty cold that day. So we walked over to the sun. Um, It was me, Chris and Jules again. And we walked over to the sun and warmed up a little bit. And then I came back and I climbed through all of that. And I got myself into that section again at the very top with the one move left. And I was like, you need to focus. Like you do not have it. Do not mess up again here. Hmm. And I had like a talk with myself and I was just, I said the route name in my head a few times and, and then I like committed to the moves and pulled through them. And then after you pull through them, you end up on this pretty big ledge. And 
me being a crier. I, I just cried a little bit <laughs> and stood there. And from there, you can like have a you can have a picnic on this ledge. It's it's huge. And I just sat for a minute and like slowed down. And then I, Jules was asking me questions because she was actually filming it, and she asked a few things and she's like, what, what are you feeling? It's like, I just want to get back down. Hmm. And, and so that meant like climbing the rest of the route. And, and so there's still like some five ten section and you don't want to mess it up. So you want to be like calm enough to go for it, but it's kind of run out and it's over small gear and there's a ledge. So you don't want to mess it up, but I didn't want to wait that long because I just wanted to finish it. <laughs> and and so I, I did it all and clipped the chains and yeah, Jules was like, okay, how are you feeling? I was like, I want to get down. Wow. <laughs> and, and so, um, I mean, I screamed, I was like, I did it. And then <laughs> I think you said, I fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I definitely did a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I think for me, it felt like kind of a journey with me and Chris. He bullied me every single day we were out there. Mm. And he he was just, I mean, he showed me the route. He taught me how to bolt. He, like, also came out and climbed for a bit. But in the end, he was done climbing up that area and literally just came to bully me. And it's an hour, it's at least an hour drive from our house. And so we would go there, he would carry more weight so that I could like be really rested and would bring like puffy pants and a book. <laughs> and so I think when I got to the top, I just like, I wanted to get down just to like hug him. And it that like, that's what kind of made it feel complete to me is mm. that, it, that for me, like, yes, it was very much my journey, but it was a shared one for me in that like, near the end too, like he wanted to go climbing other places and he was like, but man, I just don't like, I don't want to miss it. Mm. I want to be there when it happens. Cause I told him, I was like, I mean, I can find other people to blame me. He's like, yeah, but we've already put so much time into this and they don't want to miss it. Yeah. You wanted those belay points. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's beautiful. And so it was really cool. And also I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I like to talk about things that I've done and this one has, um, I like, I like social media. I like to share things. I like to share excitement and stoke, but this was a weird one for me where I have not found the words to want to share about it. Hmm. And I, and I don't really, I don't really know what that's about for me. Um, but yeah, it just, when I, when I got to the top, it was, it was more of a feeling of relief and I've thought about it a lot and I can come up with a lot of ideas of what that was. And I think some of it is that it happened at the end of October, which is kind of like near the end of Shima's mountain season. And I think the whole year of trying to make things happen and COVID and all of those things, it just felt like kind of a closing of a chapter. Like I started this thing at the beginning of what would have been Shima's mountains season and it followed me through this time and like gave me purpose and direction, but it was also kind of one of the things that was still left open for me hmm. in, in this chapter of my life that was undone. And it also took a lot out of me and was really, really hard and took a lot of concentration and took away joy from my life. 
um, it, and yeah, for me, it was a lesson kind of in like what it takes to do those things. And it was cool to see that I'm capable of it, but I think I was left questioning, like, are things like this something that I want to continue to pursue? And I'm just not really sure about it yet. Hmm. And then on top of that, there's like, how do I talk about one of the hardest things of the year for me being that I got to go rock climbing all the time, knowing that so many people are going through so much that like, there's such an immense amount of privilege that comes with having the resources, time partners, and like living in a location where I get to go climbing all the time. And I think it's still an accomplishment for sure. I just feel like it would take a lot of time to think about. And I don't think I'm really there in being able to put into words what that experience was for me in the context of what's going on in the world. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. That's really interesting. You've mentioned the root's name a couple times that you would repeat it to yourself. Yeah. Remind us what the name is again and what does it mean? So I named the route Make Me Sanguine. And sanguine is a word, it has two different meanings, but the meaning that holds for me is willfully optimistic in the face of adversity. Hmm. It meant a lot to me because this past year, I had so many moments of just feeling absolutely defeated and so lost. And yeah, just like I had no direction and no purpose. And I think there's been so many things that have happened from like the Black Lives Matter movement to ICE protests that I've been to, to COVID, to the inequalities around COVID and who it's affecting. And then the canceling of my business and the loss of just what I had hoped to be this really beautiful year and disconnection from my family. So for me, the name make me sanguine, like make me willfully optimistic in the face of all of this shit, Hmm. because sometimes it's like, it's not a, it's not something you just feel like optimism is sometimes something you have to fight for. And the desire to keep moving forward, the desire to to keep believing in good isn't always easy. And I think this route kind of for me was something that was an anchoring point for me that gave me something to be hopeful for. It gave me something to look forward to working on, to have purpose around, to feel good about myself with. And it has continued to be that. I mean, I remember telling myself, like, I would never be able to climb something this hard. And to see that I can, it like, it reminded me that I could do hard things. <laughs> Every step of the way, the climb reminded me that I know how to do hard things. And sometimes it means breaking them down. Sometimes it means stepping away. And sometimes it means like being a little overly confident and going for it. But for me, this period in my life has been really challenging and it was hard to find optimism. It was hard to want to keep going and want to keep trying and to plan events and then cancel them again, plan events and cancel them again to like make plans to see my family and then to accept that that wasn't the right thing to do to like have clinics and then smoke comes and like cancels everything again. And then to get modeling jobs and COVID comes and Chris tests positive. And so we're in quarantine again. I mean, there's so many things in my life this past year that have been like, okay, yeah, we can start planning again. And they're just completely crushed. Hmm. And, and so I 
think that I had to find a way to find optimism, to fight for it. And above all, like, I mean, reality this past year, I think has told all of us to just chill out and not plan and not hope and just be. And for me, that's just not okay. Like I can't live in that space. And so the idea was just that this was something that made me find hope and made me find optimism despite all of the world falling apart and just highlighting all of the negativity that was already there. I wanted the name of it to be something that represented something more to me. And yeah, for me, I think it's just like, it's all of it together. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that with me. How hard do you think it is? I think the route is 13A. Sick. Um, Yeah. Do you remember in our last conversation that we talked about whether or not you would climb 513 someday? (laughs) And I said I never would. (laughs) Hey, friends. I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow-up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing, or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. $5 per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future, as long as you are a member. You'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast. Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, thank you for listening, and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. It truly helps. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time. Like we do it.